0: Well, when 2020 started, I was so excited. Stephen, my son, and I had just been to the Belt Bowl and seen Kentucky with a last-minute touchdown upset Virginia Tech. We had a lot of exciting things planned at the church that we knew were going to bless a lot of people, help a lot of families and individuals. And then our world got turned upside down with this coronavirus. I mean, who, who thought when 2020 started we would be using words like pandemic you know leveling the curve or flattening the curve talk about Coronas or uh, virus or covid-19 we just weren't expecting any of that and 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 the social distancing i'd never heard that term before who thought our governors would be instructing us to you know to stay in our houses and, and, and look how everything has changed Businesses are closed, schools are closed, people are being furloughed, or and and some even losing their 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 jobs. Uh, in my own ministry, I've I've been talking with people who were getting married, and we've had to delay or postpone their weddings, or maybe change how that was all planned. and 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 very heartbreaking, you know, families who've lost loved ones and extended relatives who've not been able to attend a funeral because you can't have more than 10 people there. And, and in talking with uh, people who are in that industry in our community, not even be able to sit under a tent together in the chairs, just having to spread out because of the social distancing. So there's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain out there. and and. March Madness. I'm a big Kentucky Wildcat fan, and I timed my surgery so that I could sit in my new recliner and have a reason to not work and watch all the ball games, and I can't do that. And that's, you know, that was very frustrating, but there's more, more serious things than, than that. And I know many of you many of you are, are are missing gathering with your brothers and sisters your friends fellow believers for worship and sunday school and and you're thankful we're doing things like this putting worship services online and and that classes are meeting via zoom and and you're thankful for that but it's not the same and i, I just want to say as your pastor that uh I really am encouraged. In fact, I want to say I'm proud. I've been blessed by the way our family of faith has responded to this. You've been checking on each other, connecting with each other through phone calls. Uh, uh, People who've never done anything like Zoom are learning how to do that, and so they're meeting with their Sunday school classes on Sundays and Wednesday evenings and and uh, people are checking on our senior citizens and and uh, making sure that their needs are met. So I, I I can't tell you how thankful I am for everything you've been doing, sending prayer notes, words of encouragement to one another. I've gotten so many reports of you know from text messages and emails uh, of you reading the New Testament, keeping with our plan, and writing in your journal, watching the online videos we post every day. And you've had a great attitude. I've heard testimonies of families having spiritual conversations eating together more often, uh, playing games together, taking walks together, and so you've responded marvelously and I thank you for that and I want to brag on you encourage you. But you know, I also know this, that this is going to last longer than any of us thought it would. And if what they are telling us is accurate and there's no reason to doubt it, the worst is in front of us not behind us and all of this is eventually going to grow old and we're going to get tired of it the newness of being home the newness of the games the newness of zoom meetings all of that's going to to wear off and we're really going to have a hunger and a craving for gathering with one another uh, at church and in our small groups there's there's going to be a hunger to come together and and hear a large crowd of believers singing praises to God. And here's my fear, that as the, the days and maybe the weeks pass and we start getting weary, we get discouraged and we give up. And some of the good things we've been doing, we stop doing. Some of the opportunities that God has given us to to deepen our family relationships and to be a blessing to other believers and a blessing to those who are lost that we know. That if we're not careful, our discouragement, as this goes on and on, will cause us to give up. And, and I want to encourage you not to give up, to not allow discouragement to win because God is at work and He has a plan for all of us in this difficult time. I also want you to know that, that for many of us who are staying home, we have more time and therefore more opportunities than we would have in the past to do some very important things. And recently when I was reading the New Testament as part of our reading plan, I came across this verse in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. And if you have your Bible, I encourage you to look at it with me. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13. Listen to what Paul says. He says, but as for you, brethren, it's as though he's talking to you and me. As for you, brothers and sisters, do not Grow weary of doing good. Now, listen to that again. Do not grow weary of doing good. It's an, it's an interesting and encouraging verse to me because these Thessalonian believers were in a church that was prospering. I mean, it was growing numerically. New people were joining the church, people were coming into faith. Uh, it was a church where they were growing spiritually in their walk with Jesus Christ. But it was also a church experiencing severe persecution. And Paul was concerned that the the ongoing persecution would discourage them. That after a while, even though they were having the blessings of spiritual growth and and, and the growth of the church, seeing people come to faith in Christ, that the ongoing nature of persecution would in time wear on them. And as weeks and months and more than that passed and and the persecution continued, just the, the day after day, the steady drip of it. Would cause them to lose heart, and and as they lost heart, give up. Say it's just not worth it anymore. I'm tired of this, and and I don't want that to happen to you and to me as we can't do the things we've been used to doing our whole lives. I don't want us. I don't want the day to day, the steady drip of it, to discourage us and cause us to grow weary and give up. Now it's interesting when you look in the text in verse thirteen when he says, "Do not grow weary." The word that that is translated grow weary there from the original Greek of the New Testament is really a combination of two words. And one of those words means to, to come out of, to out of. And the other word, the second word means something that's bad or something that's wicked. And so it's interesting that the word translated grow weary or become weary or lose heart is, 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 comes from a root word that means out of something bad, out of something wicked. So what he's saying is that when bad things happen, hard things happen, we're not careful there's a tendency for us to be discouraged to grow weary to give up and that's what paul was concerned about with the thessalonians as they were dealing with persecution and that's what i'm concerned about for myself and for you during these very hard days that that as it goes on some of the good things we've started doing i don't want us to grow weary grow fatigued because it just seems this is dragging on and on and on and because we grow weary we stop doing the things we've started doing. We stop doing these things that are good, that are making a difference in our lives and in other people's lives. Now, Paul talks about three things in particular with the Thessalonians that he says I want you to keep doing. I don't want you to grow weary and stop doing these. And these are the things I want to encourage me and you to keep doing. So here, here they are. The first one is this: that we keep ourselves healthy spiritually. Don't give up on maintaining your spiritual health and your growth in Jesus Christ. I uh, I want you to look in 1 Thessalonians chapter three, if you will, at verse uh, verses four and five. Here's what he says. He says, "We have confidence in the Lord." Now notice this: we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, that you are doing and will continue to do what we command. He says, "Everything I'm teaching you in Scripture, I have confidence you're going to keep doing that." And then he adds in verse five, "May the Lord." Listen, may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the steadfastness of Christ. He's saying to them that I want you, Thessalonian believers, to keep loving Jesus, to be steadfast in your faith, to not give up, to keep growing and to stay healthy spiritually. And that's my prayer for all of us. Can I say something? I really believe God prepared our family of faith in advance for what's going on today you will remember when we launched vision 21 and we talked about growing disciples there's a there's a phrase in there that says our goal one of the outcomes we're looking for is that people are able to spiritually feed themselves and so out of that grew our d groups where people are in groups men with men and women with women reading the word of god discussing and applying it to their lives and then at the start of 2020 in january We launched this year-long reading plan of the new testament where you read five chapters a week journal about it and and that was already in motion and many many of you are are doing that and so now this virus strikes we can't gather in our groups we can't gather in sunday school on campus we can't gather for worship but guess what you already had in your plan in your hands a plan for spiritually feeding yourselves, to read the New Testament, to have that daily experience with Jesus Christ through His Word as the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart, and to write in those journals that we provided you or that you purchased for yourself. And when this crisis erupted and we weren't able to meet together, all we had to do was pivot and simply add the daily online video devotion. And I want to encourage you as as the weeks pass, and you say, man, I wish I could go to church. I wish I could be with my class. Keep doing this. Keep doing this. Read the New Testament every day. And if you didn't start with us, you can start now on our church website on the rotator at the top. You'll see the uh, the daily reading plan for the New Testament. Just start with where we are now. Don't worry about trying to catch up. Just pick up with where we are today and keep doing that. And there's a verse that that I, I looked at kind of in depth some years ago and actually preached a sermon on because it meant so much to me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 where, where the Bible says this, we do not lose heart. And the, the word translated lose heart there is the same word that is translated grow weary in Thessalonians. So it's like Paul is saying in Corinthians, do not lose heart, do not grow weary. But through our, notice this, though our outward man, this body is decaying, is growing weaker, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day it's as though paul says this you physically emotionally um and and all these other ways outwardly get tired and discouraged you need to keep renewing yourself on the inside day by day every day and how do we do that by getting in the word of god every day reading the new testament praying about it writing in our journals Watch the videos that we're putting online Monday through Friday and feed yourself spiritually. Strengthen the inner man. No matter what's going on on the outside how discouraged your body is, how tired you are of being home, of not being able to go to work, not being able to go to restaurants. Feed yourself spiritually. Stay strong on the inside and and, and be healthy. And so, What I want to do is I want us to, to pause and we're going to give you 60 seconds to discuss something. On the screen are going to be these questions what specific actions notice this am i doing what What are you doing right now to grow spiritually to stay spiritually healthy and what can you do that you're not current currently doing so take 60 seconds discuss this if you want more time simply pause the video and we'll be right back okay I hope you enjoyed that discussion the second thing that the apostle paul encouraged the Thessalonians to do beyond staying healthy spiritually during these times of persecution and difficulty he he encouraged them to, to to check on struggling saints to care about to encourage other believers who were struggling in their walk with jesus you'll notice in chapter 3 verses 14 and 15 let's read it together he says if anyone does not obey our instruction in this letter so if there are believers who are not paying attention to the scripture they're not really walking in obedience to the word of god not really growing in the relationship with christ he said take special note of that person and do not associate with them so that he will be put to shame now, he's not saying when you read the whole scripture that you're not to have any conversations with them you're not to care about them you're never to do anything with them but he's saying don't act like nothing's wrong don't hang out with them all the time and never say anything about, about Christ. Don't, don't just go through life with them and, and 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 pretend that they're okay when they're not okay spiritually. In fact, what he encourages us to do in verse 15 is he said, yet do not regard him as, as an enemy. Don't, don't think harshly of him. Don't talk harshly to him. Do not regard him as an enemy. But admonish him as a brother. Admonish him as a brother. And the word admonish there means to put something in his mind. So occasionally you say something about Jesus. You say something about the New Testament reading plan. You say something about uh, uh, the videos that they can watch. You, in a normal circumstance, you say something to them about worshiping, about Sunday school. You, you ask them how you can pray for them. There's, there's the right way and the wrong way to do it. Now, here's what you don't do, okay? You don't do what the man down in Georgia about a week ago did. These, these two men have been friends for 20 years. They got into an argument on Saturday night and one of them took a screw, screwdriver and he, he stabbed, listen to this, he stabbed his friend 12 times with that screwdriver in the face, the neck, the abdomen. He was rushed to the hospital, he lived, the, 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 the friend who did the stabbing is arrested. But what caught my attention was what they were arguing about. They got into an argument over whether the one who was stabbed was really dedicated to to Jesus was really a, a committed Christian or not. They got into an argument over this and so the, the one guy got so heated in his argument he picked up the screwdriver and started stabbing his friend. I, I don't want you to stab people who are struggling spiritually with your words. I don't want you to stab them with your attitude or your behavior. I want you to love them. Paul says admonish them like a brother. Encourage them. So you're home and you have time on your hands. And here's this believer that, that even before the coronavirus, COVID-19, even before this, they were struggling spiritually. They had not been attending worship. They would not been in your Sunday school group. They hadn't come to any of the social gatherings. They, they were becoming more and more disconnected from, from the body of Christ, disconnected from Jesus. They weren't growing spiritually. And now this has happened. And they're more isolated spiritually today than they were a month ago so what about picking up the phone and call them and say hey how are you doing because each and every one of us know somebody like that don't we maybe it's somebody in your class maybe it's a neighbor pick up the phone call them how are you doing have a conversation then ask them how can i pray with you and 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 then they're on the phone pray for them send them an email a text message um Consider talking to them and inviting them to uh, join your Sunday school class when you meet by Zoom next Sunday morning or Wednesday or whenever your group meets. Consider and in, in inviting them to watch the Easter service with you. But just reach out to them in a very kind and loving way after you pray for them. But admonish them as a brother. Put in their mind, put in their mind the, the thought that there's some things they can do and that people care about them and that Jesus cares about uh, about them. So what can you do to encourage? a brother or sister you know who is struggling spiritually. So I'm going to give you a chance to think about that and talk about it. We're going to pause in just a moment. There will be another 60 seconds for you to discuss these questions on the screen. What specific steps are you taking, actions are you taking to reach out to a struggling brother, a struggling sister, and what can you do to help one of them that you are not currently doing? So take the next 60 seconds to discuss this. If you need more time, simply pause the video. I'm gonna wet my whistle. Where'd that water go? Uh, there under the camera. I th- no, you got it. That's it. I'm it. Okay. Yeah, There's was a headset. I don't know what it was. Shadow. Ha. Thank you, brother. Well the third and final thing Paul encouraged the Thessalonians to do so that they would stay strong spiritually not grow weary and give up during their persecution that I want to encourage you and me to do during these difficult days of the coronavirus is this, I want us to care about lost people. I want us to care about people around us, people in our lives that, that, that we care about and we love. I want us to care about their spiritual condition because they're far from Jesus. They're far from the church. And I want us to think about them, pray for them, and care about them. Notice what Paul said in Thess- 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Here's how he started this chapter. He said, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the Word of the Lord will spread rapidly and be glorified, just as it did also with you. He's saying, just as uh, when I came to Thessalonica as a missionary and I preached and you became believers and the Word of God spread rapidly and people were saved... I want you, he says, to pray that that continues happening happening in other places. And and that's what I think God wants us to do during this time. I mean we have time on our hands. Those of us who are not who are at home, maybe, and even if we're working from home, not working necessarily as many hours as we normally do, we have time. So let's think about those that we know who 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 are far from Jesus Christ. Many of you for the last year have been praying for year one. Many of you know neighbors, coworkers, classmates. Friends, relatives who don't know Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you to be praying for them. And just like with struggling saints, pick up the phone and call your one. Call one of those persons that you know and say, hey, how are you doing? Maybe we haven't spoken for a while. Just catch up with each other and then ask them, how can I pray for you? And they're on the phone. Pray for them. In your neighborhood, consider prayer walking. Just walk, you know, we're, a lot of people are, are getting out and walking as family and, and as you're walking up the sidewalks in your neighborhood take a moment to, to pray for the people who live in that house and, and if you come across a house and you don't know who lives there ask God in the days to come to give you an opportunity to meet that person so you can know them. Uh, come by the the church Monday morning and pick up a bag of those uh, those uh, plastic Easter eggs and maybe take them to a neighbor that uh, doesn't go to church and 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 give them to them so they can have an experience and connect with them encourage their their family um, bake some cookies some of you love to bake bake some cookies put them in a bag. Put a note in that bag that introduces yourself and has your contact information and uh, ask them to and so you take those to a house to a neighbor's house and and you, you ring the bell and you leave the the, the, the the cookies there on the on the steps or the porch and you back off onto the sidewalk and you have a sidewalk conversation and in there with your with your contact information is is just a word that says hey i'd love to be praying for your for you and your family contact me at this number this email address and let me know how i can be be praying for you. Invite your one to watch the Easter service with us next Sunday on our YouTube channel or our Facebook or on our church's website. And, and, and just think, what can you do to be an evangelist? Because God, listen, God's given us a unique opportunity, a unique opportunity to reach out and care for people. And people are having spiritual conversations. In my own life in recent days I've been amazed at how open people are to talking about spiritual things, talking about about God. I've had conversations with people at the grocery store. I've had conversations with people while I've been having my, my rehab on my shoulder. Uh, the other day I was walking in our neighborhood and uh, this this pickup truck just pulled over and stopped and, and the driver rolled down the passenger window and I stood there on the side of the road talking to him through the window for like 20 minutes and it was someone I'd not spoken to in quite some time And and we ended up having some spiritual conversation about Jesus and about church and about His life and His future. And so God's giving us opportunities and I want to encourage you to seize those opportunities. So we're going to stop the video again and there's going to be on the screen these questions. What specific actions am I taking to reach out to someone who's far from Jesus and what can I do that I'm not currently doing? So take 60 seconds, talk about what you're doing. Maybe who is someone you can reach out to and if you need more time, hit the pause button. But take 60 seconds to discuss this, and then I'll be back. <clears throat> okay, and this will be the wrap-up. Verse 11. Yeah, verse 11. Well, as we wrap this up, I want to share with you one more verse from Thessalonians where he says this in verse eleven. He says, For we hear that some among you are leading an undisciplined life. See, I think what Paul was saying was to these Thessalonians who were being persecuted, and he was afraid that maybe they'd get tired of that and they would grow weary and give up. He says, If you stay disciplined in doing those things that keep you spiritually healthy, you stay disciplined doing those things where we connect with each other and we encourage each other you stay disciplined in doing those things that enable us to influence people far from jesus to love people who are far from jesus we will we will be okay but if we lose discipline become undisciplined and stop doing those things because it's hard because we get discouraged if we stop being disciplined then we lose but if we remain disciplined and do these good things that we've learned to do, then God is going to do great things. Many of you remember the verse in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, where, where Paul says, Let us not lose heart in doing good. Now listen, let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. If you keep reading the New Testament, writing in your journal and praying, you keep reaching out on your own. You take the initiative to reach out to a struggling believer, to encourage somebody. You, you continue to take the initiative to reach out to somebody far from Jesus. God is going to use you. And, and while these are difficult days and they're different days, they're also unique because of the opportunities we have. And if you seize it, God's going to do something in your life. He's going to use you to make a difference. This virus will pass. Life will return to some semblance of normals, normalcy. But let's make the most of this day because this is the day the Lord has made. Seize it for growth, for connections, for evangelism. Don't give up. Stay with it. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for each person listening to me right now. In the Holy Spirit, I ask that you encourage their heart. I ask that you give them discipline and determination and determination. I ask, Father, that, that you give them a hunger for you, for your word, that, that you help them to have the, the love and the confidence and, and the passion and the kindness to call somebody, to have a sidewalk conversation, to connect. God, use them, grow them, help them, and bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.